Hello, hello! You are listening to CPA Career Path podcast with Rosie Flaherty, CPA MSA. In this episode number 16, we have a discussion about the CPA journey with Blaze Wobble, CPA, CISA, CITP, CCSK, and CCSFP. He is a healthcare and financial services director at Ally. Awesome. So, hi, Blaze. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Haven't talked to you for so long since the AICPA Leadership Academy. I know. I know. Yeah. How, how are things going down there with you? Are everything going well? Yeah, it's busy. Feel like the busy, busy. season never ends. That's a problem. Never ends. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- that's, uh, you... that's, that's a profession, right? I know, right? Before we start, I just want to say thank you so much for your time to be with me today for the interview. And I would love to know more about your career path, how you get to where you are right now. And so first and foremost, can you just introduce a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Blaise Wobble, and uh, I currently am a uh, knowledge leader in um, cybersecurity. Uh, I work for a cybersecurity firm uh, based out in Tampa, Florida, but I live in beautiful Denver, Colorado. The niche of cybersecurity that we do is uh, focused on security compliance, security and privacy compliance. Uh, So we, if there are any security or privacy regulation or law uh, and a company handles that sort of data, for example, in the healthcare space, uh, medical records are protected by uh, um, HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. That was a, uh, a law that was passed in 1996 by President Bill Clinton that protects the medical records of every uh, U.S. resident. Uh, that's an example. Uh, in California, there's a CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, that protects the PII information of every California pres- resident. In Colorado, we have the Colorado Privacy Act, the CPA. Yeah. In Europe, they have GDPR, which every everybody's familiar with GDPR. Um, um, so if there are security rules and regulations or laws and a company transacts, process, or stores that data, they are required to follow those rules and regulations um, um, from a compliance standpoint. So our firm, what we do is we do um, IT audits to provide an opinion or an attestation report um, um, or a certification against those different standards. Um, so in college, I studied accounting and computer information systems. Um, I started my career doing SOX 404 testing with KPMG. Um but the niche in which I am, I still needed the CPA license because we issue SAC 1 and SAC 2 reports that falls under the SSAE uh, 21. So the statement on standards of attestation engagement. Uh, so you still need to be a licensed CPA from the issue of SAC 1 and SAC 2 reports. So that's how my license comes in handy. So you mentioned that you study in accounting in college. So I'm wondering if you can just explain why did you choose accounting in the first time? Did someone recommend you or you see someone doing accounting and you want to do it? Sure, that's a great question. 
So unfortunately for me, I did not have a choice but to study accounting in college. And the reason why is because my dad, uh, as a CPA himself, he had a tax practice. And uh, we were six kids. And uh, I'm originally from Cameroon. Um, and my dad, for his six kids, he gave us no option but to study accounting. Uh, in from his point of view, accounting was the way to succeed in life. Um, so all six of us had to study accounting, and the condition was in order for him to pay our college education here in the United States, which he did for all of us, uh, we had to study accounting. Um, um, so I had no choice but to study accounting. Out of all my siblings, I'm the only one that added a double major. Uh, I added computer information systems to my uh, major. So I graduated with uh, those two degrees and um, I took the CPA shortly thereafter. And uh, I have some other designations in the computer information systems um, side, but the CPA is one of them as well. So do you really enjoy accounting classes? Because you said that your dad asked you to do so. So I'm wondering, did you really have a good time? (laughs) I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my accounting classes. Um, um, I did not care much for taxes. I think tax was very complex, at least for me. Um, even to today, I struggle when I do my taxes, even though I'm a CPA. <laughs> but I did enjoy my my accounting classes. I think accounting has a, a particular way to uh, make you think differently. I think when you have an accounting background, you think about things differently. You look, you see numbers differently. You uh, you think about business a little differently. So that's one part of the of of my accounting background that really helped me into just business today. So, Oh, I see. And I noticed that you graduated with a really high GPA, 3.78. And did you just finish in three years? That is correct. That is wow. correct. So I, I did two majors in three years. Um, um, a lot of college, especially the first 18 months, was a repetition of high school. So all the science classes that I had to take, like math, um, um, you know, and all the other science classes are all things that I did in college. Um, um, so every semester I was taking 21 credits and I was going to summer school. And the reason I finished in three years was because, you know, back home, uh, a college degree is only three years. So the idea of my classmates being ahead of me did not, re- did not sit very well with me. So I, uh, I made sure I took as many credits as I could during the semester and I also went to summer school just to uh, just to be on par with my classmates back home. So, Wow, that's impressive. I know what you mean about taking 21 credits because I finished my degree in three years as well. And I think one semester I took 21 credits and my professor asked me to get a dean letter to confirm that I can take 21 credits because they would that I may drop out because it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How can you find time with a high GPA three years? And then you're also involved in so many activities. I see that you're president of the accounting club organization as well. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, I mentioned the fact that a lot of classes were repetition from high school for me. Um, but uh, I had good friends uh, that I was able to study with. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a good community system. Uh, coming to the United States as an international student, I made friends easily. And I was able to uh, 
get settled into the, the culture relatively quickly. Um, and uh, my faith as well, my faith encouraged me to uh, keep working hard and try to manage a lot of things at a different time. I, I strongly believe that uh, college is more than just your grades. You have to network, right? So as part of uh, the professional college of business, I was getting involved in different professional organizations and uh, being a uh, a servant or a leader on uh, different um, those as well uh, kind of helped me to network. And uh, it gave me opportunities to find internships and uh, job after college as well. So, Is that why you lead to the KPMG position after graduation? Yes, yes. Part of that uh, came through one of my organizations called NABA, National Association of Black Accountants. Um, I had a... Um, a uh, a colleague there or a classmate there that referred me to KPMG. Um, but prior to that, during college, I also interned with Deloitte in one of the summers as well. I'm um, an internship with Deloitte. So all those kind of helped me. So I was wondering, how was your experience working at KPMG as an audit associate? Uh, it was good. It was very busy. Um uh, my client at the time was called Centritel, and uh, they were going through a merger with Embark and uh, Quest Communication. Uh, the latter became the company that is today called Centrilink. Uh, I was on the client during the merger, uh, so it was crazy hours. We're working about a hundred hours per uh, per week, literally. Um, and uh, I was not at KPMG too long for that reason because my wife, my wife was pregnant at the time, and she said, "You know, you you can't continue this life." So, wow, hundred hours per week for how long? For how many weeks? For for the entire busy season, uh, essentially from October, mid October through like uh, April. Whoa, whoa, hold hold on. So the busy season starts from October to April. Because they were doing, in this case, they were going through uh, a merger. So we, our busy season started very early and, uh, you know, did not finish till after filing. <laughs> and 100 hours per week the whole time? On average, yes. <laughs> wow. An average. Yeah, we, so it means worked, sometimes you work even Saturday. more than that. Yeah, we worked on Saturday and Sundays. I mean, I remember going on Sundays at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning and leaving at 10 p.m. and having to be back in the office on Monday morning at 8 a.m., you know, so. I heard a lot that working at Big Fours, you have to work a lot of hours. But besides working on a lot of hours, what benefits you got from working at KPNG? So I think the professional experience was incredible. I, I had a great senior that I'm still in contact with her today. Her name is Donna Boone. Uh, she was a great uh, ally, mentor for me early in my career. Um, and uh, I learned a lot as well at KPMG. You have a lot, a lot of smart people and experienced people that work there. My senior manager, uh, Brian Ham, my partner, um, um, I forget his name. Uh, I know his last name was Black. I forget what his first name was, but... Um, um, I had a great team that uh, took the time to kind of teach me, um, um, you know, how to do basic auditing and and uh, and, and reviews and things like that as well. 
Uh, so the professional experience was incredible. Also the networking opportunities. I was able to network with great professionals that I'm still in contact with today um, after you know several years. So. so working at KPMG gave you a strong foundation before you Absolutely. go anywhere else to work on any other jobs. Absolutely. I see. So do you still keep in touch? You said you keep in touch with your the senior, but do you still keep in touch with other people in the team that you work at KPMG? I have some co- some coworkers that we just uh, will just send messages on LinkedIn, uh, but that's that's mostly it. Uh, just my senior, one of my seniors that I'm still in contact with her, you know, uh, occasionally, and uh, we actually we met in person uh, a few times um, this year. So yeah. So based on your experience working at KPMG, so for people who wonder if they should go to Big Four or not, w- would you recommend to go? For big four, or would you not? It depends on what your 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 life situation looks like and what your your objectives as well wow. in terms of uh, your, your your professional career are. Uh, if your objective is to be a partner in a big four firm or in a big firm, going through a big four it certainly helps. Uh, if your objective is to be a CFO at a uh, Fortune five hundred company, going through a big four will help. Um, however, uh, know that your life during that time at the Big Four will be pretty pretty tasking. Uh, my the office I worked for was the Shreveport, Louisiana office. So it was a smaller office. We had a big client. We didn't have a lot of uh, teammates. Our office only had like fifty employees, five zero. Um, that's why one of the reasons why we we're working so many hours. Right, we had to bring in the Kansas City team to actually help us. Um, but you know. Larger office, you know, if you work for a larger office, a larger uh, big four office, you might have a different experience. So my my experience, I don't think is everybody's experience. Uh, big four experience can be rewarding. It's great on your resume. It sets you ahead in order to uh, uh, to get a get a better career in the future. You know, if you want to be a partner or a CFO at a Fortune five hundred company, um, I will recommend if you want to be at a big four. Um, at least hit manager before you leave. Uh, anything before manager doesn't really help your career much. I wasn't at KPMG for too long, just about a year. Um, um, but uh, in order to reap the full benefits, uh, I recommend staying at least till you hit manager. Uh, if you plan on having a family early, which I did, I started having a family very early. Uh, it could be very difficult on the family. It's easier to manage if you are single. Not that it's impossible, but it's easier, especially if you have children. And I had I had children early on as well. So, well, how many kids do you have? We we have three kids now, and we're done. So, <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. old are they? Are they are they still a little? Or are they all teenager age now? Uh, they're spread across. Our oldest is twelve. He's in middle school. Um, um, so he was born right at the time when I was leaving KPMG, actually. Um, oh. I, I left KPMG just a month before he was born. So uh, then our daughter is uh, seven uh, and our youngest child, uh, he is two. So we have we have three kids spread across from 12, seven and two. <laughs> wow, that's a good gap. It is a good gap. Three, the, yeah. the, orders, the orders help with the younger ones, so. Yeah, yeah. So the twelve-year-old now can watch the two-years-old one. So you don't have to worry about that. 
That is correct. When, whenever we go out for date nights, he's the one the babysitter. Uh, he started babysitting uh, about six months ago. So nice, nice. But wow, three kids. That's that sounds like a lot of work. So your wife is doing accounting as well. No, she's not. So she was courageous enough to uh, to be home with the kids. Oh, that's uh, so she's great of her. Oh. She's in HR. So, um, um, but uh, she took a pause on her career to be home with the kids uh, this whole time. And um, our youngest, our two-year-old, will be starting uh, pre-K this fall. Uh, so she's considering going back to work. So I admire so much woman who going to stay at home, watch kids and start working for a period of time. That's not easy. It's not easy. It is not easy. It's a lot of work. She, a lot of she's work, busier yeah. than I am. She's <laughs> more busy than I am. You yeah, know, it's so. like more than a full-time job. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. So go back to your work experience. So you work at KPMG for one year. And then after that, you moved to Century Payments Inc. Is that an industry job or is there in public accounting? Uh, industry job. So I was a senior accountant there. Uh, and at this time, this we moved to Dallas, Dallas, Texas area. And I was there for about two and a half years. Um, um, this was a, a uh, payment processing company. So they process credit card payments for vendors and merchants. Um, so enjoy my experience there. Uh, and then Align, the company where I'm currently working at, I've been with them for 10 years they reached out to me. They were growing their practice. They were a new company then, and they were hiring only for um, big, big four experience um, or ex big four experienced. And again, that's a way how my resume came in handy. Uh, that's how they've been reached out to me. And also my my combination with my background in uh, accounting and computer information systems was uh, good for this particular uh, company and the industry in which I am, cybersecurity. Uh, because I had both the accounting background, uh, the CPA license, but also um, the technology background in order to do IT audits. I, I'm just curious about your transition from public, from working 100 hours per week to move to private, to industry, working only 40 hours per week. How did you feel doing that transition? Your wife must be so happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were still working about 50 hours a week. So not a traditional 40, but uh, that's, that was almost half of my time back, right? I did not have to work on uh, weekends or anything like that. But uh, to your point, having a new child at the time, my child was just, um, you know, less than a year old. Um, and being there for him and uh, seeing him grow was incredible and more rewarding, quite honestly. That's amazing. And so when you work at, even for a short period of time, at the Century Payments Inc., you worked there for about two years or two years and a half. How was the experience from KPMG coming helpful for you in the senior accountant position? It helped me a lot. Um, um, so I had more senior people that worked at Century Payments than me, uh, including the CFO and the controller. They were relying on my knowledge to help do the books, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, so even though, you know, I had a uh, somewhat an entry-level job, uh, my uh, my peers and also my superiors, including the controller and the CFO, 
were looking to me uh, in order to get the books in order and in order to uh, plan the accounting plan for the year and things like that. Uh, so I would say that my career uh, with KPMG was really helpful in order for me to understand the concepts and the basics of accounting. And uh, again, that set me ahead of my peers uh, and uh, put me in a good position. I see. And now talking about the company that you're working at for 10 years, that's a long time, 10 years. So <laughs> for Ally, this company, you mentioned that when you were in college, you you got double major accounting and MST, right? Um, MIS, MIS. Manage, Management Information System. Some schools call it CIS, Computer Information Systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Um, I've always loved technology. Uh, if my dad did not make me do accounting, I would have been, I would have wanted to be a mechanical engineer to build stuff like planes or cars or something like that. Uh, in hindsight, I don't think I would have done very great at that because uh, today I barely, I can barely do any work at home. My wife is the one changing the light bulbs and things like that. I'm not very handy. <laughs> but uh yeah, my, my background in uh, technology there helped me to be able to segue from ca- traditional accounting to this very particular niche in cybersecurity called IT audits that we do today. Um, um, so I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. So I would love to know more about the position you are working on right now at your current company. Can you provide more details about what you do for cybersecurity IT audit? So there are some reports that we issue that you have to be a CPA from the issue them. Um, they're called SAC2 and SAC1 reports. Under the AICPA umbrella, those falls under the SSAE standards, which is the statements, uh, statements or standards of attestation engagement. Um, again, it's a very small niche. Uh, actually, our firm is a top issue of SAC2 reports in the whole world, which means that there's no other firm in the world that issues more SAC2 reports than my firm. We work very hand in hand with the AICPA. Matter of fact, we have so much experience that the AICPA looks to our firm to set the standards in the industry for SAC 1 and SAC 2 reports. Um, but that's only a nature of what we do. Uh, we do other assessments like HIPAA, which is a healthcare um, um, law that was passed in 1996 by President Bill Clinton to protect the medical records of every U.S. resident. Uh, we do privacy, we do work on privacy laws. Um, um, the federal sector is big for us. There's a NIST standard, uh, NIST 800-53. Uh, there are also other different uh, standards like FISMA, FedRAMP, CMMC, StateRAMP. These are all federal standards. So we do every security and privacy-related audits or assessments or compliance that there are you can think of. If there is one, we we'll probably do it. Uh, so that's the niche in which our firm focuses. And I... I, I uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy that as well. 